What's up, everybody? The countdown to Final Four is getting realer than real. And of course, we have to have some local experts in to talk about it. JJ Jackson of Locked On Blue Devils. He's going to join the show. We're going to talk about Duke's journey. How did we get here? We all know this Duke team has been pretty good on paper, but they have now delivered on the floor. Let's talk about why this team is going to win a national championship, maybe. Maybe they're going to beat that rival, North Carolina. They're going to have to do it and play big in this moment, but can they handle it? I think JJ believes they can. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, joined by my Tuesday co-host, J.J. Jackson of Locked On Blue Devils. And we are rocking and rolling in this thing. Make sure you make Locked On ACC your first listen each and every day. You can follow Locked On ACC and Locked On Blue Devils wherever you listen to podcasts. Now, J.J., how you feeling? Were you feeling good after this week? But more importantly, now, trip to New Orleans for the Blue Devils. It's got to be a good week for you. Without a doubt, it's an amazing week, Candace. I'm glad to be back on the show here today and fired up that I know we would be talking about the Final Four in some form or fashion. So the <laughs> fact that Duke is a part of it, it makes everything way better. Uh, they did it. They made it to a Final Four in Coach K's last season as head coach. That's not their end goal, though. We've still got a couple of basketball games hopefully left for Duke. So, uh, yeah, let's get into it. Absolutely. Job's not done. Big Kobe energy. And, you know, Coach K's last season, of course, after the game, final game at Cameron, right, has this speech where he says, just bear with us. We're going to, you know, basically make sure that this is not your last memory of Duke basketball. And look at them now. They are playing extremely well. But talking about the whole season, they've had some really close matchups. They struggled at home a little bit, and sometimes they pulled away, sometimes they didn't. But overall, Duke has had the performance of toughing out wins and doing whatever they needed to do. How, how not, well, you could say proud, but how have you been impressed by this team throughout the season with all the pressure of it being Coach K's final one? I mean, I just can't understand or, or begin to imagine what the pressure would have felt like, and I don't know that you're candidly going to get one of the players uh, to, to speak on that. But they know the history of the sport. They know the history of the program. It's shoved in their face right away when you start being recruited by a school like Duke and recruited by a coach like Coach K, you're going to know the significance of putting those four letters across your chest. And so for the Duke men's basketball team to be able to have that outside pressure, that outside noise, and still perform all season long, this isn't a tournament run here that we've seen from the Blue Devils. This goes back to the very first game of the year. There was just as much hype and outside noise and chaos as, oh my gosh, the final year of Coach K is starting. And who are they playing? It's a top 10 showdown with Kentucky at a neutral site. And Duke walks away with a victory inside Madison Square Garden. And then we saw on Thanksgiving week, Duke only played one game that entire week. And they wanted a showdown with Gonzaga on Friday night in Las Vegas. And they delivered. They won that game. And Duke had not won an ACC regular season title, Candace, in 13 years. <laughs> and they found a way to win it outright. And so, yeah, I, I can't help but be really, really impressed uh, with what the Duke team was able to accomplish this season, given the outside noise, given the pressure that could have been there. And now when your back was kind of against a wall after losing that final home game to the Tar Heels and then losing the ACC tournament championship to Virginia Tech, 
knowing that the entire country pretty much picked Texas Tech to knock this team off in the uh, Sweet 16. And we also keep receipts that a very popular upset pick was that 7-10 matchup with Michigan State Davidson, whoever the winner was. And Duke got out of all of it, and now they're going to the Final Four. They still have a chance. They're one of four teams that might have the opportunity to call themselves national champions, and it's unbelievable for the squad. No doubt about it. And, you know, for me, I feel like this team hasn't been able to exhale since the start of the season. And I feel like you're mentioning them talking about how hard this journey might have been. They might tell you that after the national championship, right? They might tell you, like, yeah, this was just so much pressure, but we delivered. It might be crying, boohoo crying, but it's going to feel like this whole weight off their shoulders, right? If Once you get that title, everything that went through this season will be all for not because – or will be for something, and you can now just rest on knowing that you delivered sites on six, the whole marketing campaign that rolled out for Coach K in this final one, it'll be all worth it when it happens. And, you know, you touched on a couple things here about this tournament run, and would love to touch on that. Beating Coach Izzo, of course, always legendary, but that Texas Tech matchup, right? Everyone, well, I won't say everyone, a lot of people felt as if Duke was Duke was the underdog, and I don't understand how a Duke team as good as this can ever be an underdog in any situation, but would love to get your thoughts because you are the local expert. Were people really writing Duke off, and if so, why? Let me shout out a 2015 national champion and a two-time NBA champion, once with the Warriors and once with the Lakers in the bubble, Quinn Cook, who is just everything, a, a, a Duke Blue Devil great and someone that the fans love. Duke is never the underdog. That's what <laughs> Quinn Cook loved saying. And, I mean, yeah. that's true. You play a game like Texas Tech in San Francisco, nonetheless, a region that Coach K had never won a Final Four or never got to a Final Four coming out of the West region. And so there's all this noise, and, and Duke's not favored, and Texas Tech, their defense is so great. And so much of the conversation was about Texas Tech. And is that because – you're getting slammed with the narrative that this is Coach K's final year. So we want to try and overcorrect that as a national media outlook and give Texas Tech their love. I don't know. Maybe I'm obviously wearing Duke goggles every time <laughs> I look at basketball stuff. And I think that's what the Locked On Blue Devils community likes to hear, you know. So uh, if that's the reason, sure. But it was heard a lot. It was heard so much about that Texas Tech team and the defense that they were going to display. And uh, look, Duke was down by a bucket with three minutes left, and Paulo Mancaro immediately came back, knocked down a three-pointer, and then Jeremy Roach just took over like he's done yeah. all the march, and, and that was the ball game. Absolutely. And, you know, I appreciate you for saying that because I literally went back and forth with people on Twitter, but then I realized I need to stop doing that because I'm a grown person with a real life outside of this. And I was just like, yeah, no, I'm not going for that. I'm never going to call Duke an underdog because of who Duke is. I would never call UNC an underdog. Like, I right. think on paper we know about seeding, but we know what these programs are and what they mean to the you know sport of college basketball. And I think that you never can count them out or ever feel like they don't have a shot to win a game. So it's very interesting to see those dynamics. But in going into New Orleans, like, yes, they still have to get past North Carolina. But overall, do you really feel like this team – is maybe unstoppable or they have like nothing can get in their way right now because they are so laser focused. I don't want to say nothing because uh, it's basketball and I've yeah. watched it my whole life. And I know how these things work and I, sure. I can't imagine the pressure that these players are going to feel once again. I, I know it won't be the same level of pressure. I wouldn't think as 
that Chapel Hill game with Cameron Indoor, when we talked about it, you have 100 former players on the sidelines staring at you, watching your every move, trying to send off Coach K victoriously. But I don't know. If this is a movie script, it might be great at the end of it all if Duke is able to win because the way they've been playing offense, they really do look unstoppable this yeah. time of year. Duke's not taking many three-pointers right now, Candace, which is surprising to me. Yeah. Given that every Duke team that you've ever watched and Coach K being there for 42 years, they love shooting the three ball, and Duke has some shooters. But Duke's also in this run of basketball where they're just like, we can get points at the rim every single time. Why not do that? Mm-hmm. And so Duke's been able to do that. Yeah. However, you look at a team like North Carolina, and we talk about these programs being, quote, underdogs. Mm-hmm. I promise you. When the ball goes up, Duke not going to think about the fact that North Carolina has an eight in their line. And North Carolina is not going to think about the fact that Duke has a two. They're going to be like, oh, my gosh, here we are. Yeah. We <laughs> see each other all throughout the year, even not in basketball season. Let's play a basketball game and, and, and let's hoop. So uh, yeah. I know that they're going to be ready to play. With that being said, talk about Duke's um, interior presence on the offensive mm-hmm. end. We've seen in the series, North Carolina can make some shots from the outside now. And sure. they're going to take some shots. Caleb Love is going <laughs> to shoot the basketball. From the logo. He, he is going to shoot the basketball. Is it going to go in? That remains to be seen. Okay. He, he is going to shoot. Brady Manick is going to shoot, right? Yeah. So if, if they're making three balls, Duke's got to do something to counter it. Because, yes, Duke is great. Yes, we would love this final narrative of sending Coach K out on top. One last right. But we still know that basic math is basic math, and three is greater than two. And if you're trading threes for twos, you're not going to win. A hundred percent agree, JJ. I want to talk about some of the key players that have had a really good tournament run and who will need to have a, an extremely good game throughout this turn uh, throughout this Final Four into the national championship. But first, I want to remind you guys about Stat Hero. I know a lot of you are into this tournament thing. You've been enjoying it so far, whether you're watching the men's or women's games. We all know that we love to have a little daily fantasy pick, and why not do that with our friends here at Stat Hero? You can have the single pick'em games, which are always enjoyable because they don't have those funky props or any of those sharks that keep you from really enjoying why you're here and that's to bet and more importantly to win. So make sure you go to stathero.com slash locked on right now. It's free to sign up. You can use promo code locked on for the opportunity to get a 100% deposit match. Okay, go to lock. There it is. Go to stathero.com slash locked on using promo code locked on to sign up today for a 100% deposit match, get your daily fantasy picks in and we'll be good to go and rocking and rolling and ready for an extremely good March Madness end. So we're rocking and rolling here with JJ Jackson of Locked On Blue Devils. And of course, the show is dedicated to the Blue Devils. I know it's hard for me and some of you Tar Heel fans as well. But if you are a fan of college basketball, and I know that's a lot of people around here in the ACC, you cannot help but see some of the greatness that we've seen from some of these Duke players throughout the tournament. One I want to mention, and of course, we're going to talk about a lot. Jeremy Roach, to me, has had such a phenomenal tournament run. And he hasn't been the one normally that you call on or you hear analysts talk about. But for those of us who watch this, you know, in the thick of it throughout the season. How important has his growth been for this Duke Blue Devil team? Incredibly important. It's um, it's it's a little easy to feel like you're overstating it, but you're not. I mean, Duke's not in this position 
if Jeremy Roach isn't playing the way that he has been in March. I mean, there were games this season. You talk about some of the losses at home, Miami being one of them, that Jeremy Roach commits a silly foul at the end of the game, and Miami's able to knock down a couple of free throws and go on to win that basketball game. So he's definitely had um, some tough moments throughout the season, and even last year as a freshman point guard for Duke. If he's not playing the way that he currently is, Duke is not in the Final Four. He's just been playing with so much confidence. He's getting to the rim when he wants to. His mid-range pull-up has been absolutely money. I don't know what it is about the last three to four minutes of a basketball game, but he wants the ball in his hands, and you got to respect that because he's making plays. Yeah, listen, he reminded me when I was watching NC State UConn last night, Paige Beakers, when I say that girl couldn't miss a jumper if she tried. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my. Like, And it was wet, too. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even like it rolled. It wasn't even like, you know, okay, yeah. maybe might go in. Nah, Picture perfect wet. switch for Paige. <laughs> I see why they call her Paige Buckets. <laughs> Every single time. But even with Jeremy Roach, I just feel the confidence of his shot. And I think that's been something that's been exciting for him to see, for us to see in his growth growth and development is just he's not scared to take it to the rack like he's not scared to kick it out when necessary and you know you definitely want a floor general because all of these talented Duke stars that are on the floor have the capabilities of shooting when called upon AJ Griffin for example to me I mean is he hurt JJ we all saw him go down with the injury and then now all of a sudden you act like he just magic it's like magic he got rubbed on his leg and he said I'm good to go I'm playing every game possible like is there any update there yeah, honestly, it's kind of been quiet about yeah. the status of, of A.J. Griffin because he came back and he played so well in the Arkansas game. I mean, A.J. had 18 points against the Razorbacks. And I almost wonder, because it was kind of a silly moment in the Michigan State game uh, that that happened, the injury and mm -hmm. Duke's down by five, and now Griffin's down on the floor, and oh my gosh, the season's going to come to a close like this, and you just don't want to see it. I haven't heard A.J. Griffin say this uh, himself or anyone close to the team, but just kind of thinking about uh, what I've seen over the years. And then also, uh, unfortunately, I've torn my ACL before uh, mm -hmm. and my meniscus. And I wow. kind of know kind of the, the knee pains that one can go through. And it's frightening if you feel like you've landed wrong, knowing that you've been through something like that before. And A.J. Griffin had injury problems throughout mm -hmm. the last two and a half years of his high school career. He barely played basketball at all, which is unbelievable that he's this right. talented still. <laughs> but knowing that you've got all those injuries, Candace, I almost wonder if he kind of worked himself up a little bit, given mm -hmm. the emotions of it all the moment, and it really wasn't as bad as it seemed because he played against Texas Tech, did his thing, played against Arkansas, really did his thing. And, uh, yeah, I think he's good to go. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good point. I also thought the laying of the hands by Coach K, he had that magic touch. I told you. <laughs> he had that magic touch and said, listen, brother, I'm not about to lose these last couple games here, so I'm just going to lay hands and give him a nice little prayer, and we're going to be good <laughs> to go, and boom. But, you know, it could be all definitely the nerves hyping it up. But more importantly, you know, the guys we've been talking about all season, Mark Williams, Paolo Bencaro, how huge are they going to need to be going into this New Orleans matchup on Saturday? They got to bring it. They, they got to absolutely bring it. Both those guys do when they take on North Carolina. We mentioned the bigs for Duke, and so hand-in-hand hand, the bigs for North Carolina because we know these teams don't have a bench. We know that in the meeting in Cameron Indoor in the second half, Hubert ran with the same five guys for all 20 minutes. Crazy yeah. move by him, but it worked. We know Baycott Manic, right? And so they're going to match up with Mark Williams and, and, and Paula Bancaro. And Duke was able to get – Baycott and foul trouble early 
in the first meeting, and that kind of impacted the start of the game. Now, I don't know necessarily that foul trouble is going to be the key to getting yourself in a comfortable position in the Final Four simply because it's the Final Four, Candace. So I think as a coach, inherently, you have to be a little bit more aggressive with the decisions that you want. I don't know necessarily that you can be as passive and say, you know what, we'll rest Baycott for a couple of minutes, don't want to risk another foul coming out because you need them on the offensive end of the floor. So uh, Mark and Paulo have to dominate on the inside. Duke has been scoring in the paint at will, and that's got to continue for sure. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, me, I think Mark Williams is in most NBA ready person. I just love his game. Like yeah. truly do love his game. Paolo, of course, he can bring it on when he wants to bring it on. Nobody can stop him. Like literally not a single person. Right. The person I would love to touch on last year, Wendell, Wendell Moore Jr., like his leadership. He might not be the best person on paper. He might not be the best person on the floor. But to me, he gives off being the heart of this team and the way he's enabled to just have these moments of getting to enjoy <laughs> Duke basketball, right? I talk all the time, you know, with my friends about Carolina, like these guys are playing like they know they are part of Carolina and the family. And it's one thing to preach that when we were going through 2020, you know, and you were going through the seat when Duke was going through the season of not even making the tournament, that's not Duke basketball. But now you see them finally getting to enjoy what everybody, all 80,000 of the alumni have been telling them, like, this is what it's supposed to be about. So can you just touch on him and how great he's been for this program? At Duke, we talk the brotherhood all the time, right? And Certain guys live that out more than others. It's it's always amazing to me in this one-and-done stretch that we've been for Duke. Once players leave Duke, how much are they still promoting Duke, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, for example, Jason Tatum, he's all about the Duke Blue Devils, which is so awesome to see yeah. given the fact that he is an absolute star in the NBA, any place for the best team in the Eastern Conference right now in the Celtics, and he's their best player. She's got a lot of things going on in his world, and Tatum is still giving love. I'm yeah. bringing him up because Wendell Moore Jr. is that kind of guy. He's been there three mm-hmm. years from now. I truly believe when Wendell leaves Duke, he's still going to be all about promoting Duke. He's got just an incredible smile. It looks like he's playing with so much joy and fun all the time when he's out there on the floor cutting up, having a blast. And then he's a leader when he needs to be a leader. He's someone who uh, grew up in the state, grew up in Charlotte, and knows the significance of the program. And the fact that the tournament got canceled his freshman year, Duke didn't make it his sophomore year. This means everything to Wendell Moore Jr. that he's gotten here. He is going to get a crack at an NBA career because he's talented at the end of the day. He is a good basketball player. He's a really good defensive player. And he's going to need to bring it on that end of the floor. So I know he's fired up. Duke's going to have to have a big game from everybody if they want to beat Carolina and if they want to win the whole thing. And uh, I can't wait to see Wendell play because he's definitely earned and waited his turn for a moment like this. No doubt about it. We've got one more discussion. Clearly, you know, it's Candace, it's JJ, so the rivalry is real. But Bet Online is going to make sure that your money is tight. North Carolina plus four right now, and I don't know about you, but I'm feeling good about everyone's odds to making some money. This is going to be a nail-biter from start to finish, but we strongly encourage you guys to hit up BetOnline.net. It's a great opportunity for you to get in on the sports betting action. Number one source for all of your sports betting needs. They've got live betting. They can give 
give you any in-game news that you need. And there's the source for all things wagering. So make sure you guys hit on hit up betonline.net. Okay. You can not only do college basketball, they've got football. We're getting ready for the draft. Who will get picked where? Maybe you see a Chris Rock Will Smith fight. The odds of that ever happening again. There's so many different options for you with Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Hit up betonline.net. BetOnline is where the game starts. So we're finishing up here with J.J. Jackson locked on Blue Devils, and we know New Orleans will be a time. If you are a Carolina Duke fan, all I say is pace yourself with the Hurricanes, right? Whatever drink you're getting, make sure you just relax. Don't tweet yourself wait, you know, out of a job. Just enjoy the game for what it is, you know, go, going back and forth. Please, I just want it to be a good game. But in talking about it, all the hype of all week is going to be exhausting, and I'm sure the guys are going to be dialed in. To me, it's either going to be a really good game, J.J., or it's going to be one where everyone playing so tight that it's like, God, can anybody buy a basket? Because everyone knows what's on the line. How do you see this game playing out? I've struggled with this question since we knew the matchup was final. And I'm probably going to struggle with this question until the game actually tips off and we get to watch it for ourselves and don't want to cop out of the answer. If I had to truly bet, though, I think these offenses are going to be ready to play, mm-hmm. given the fact that, again, these teams – do not have a bench, right? The fact that North Carolina played five guys only in the second half against Duke, and that bench has gotten really short in the NCAA tournament. North Carolina plays about five and a half guys, right, that you're going to get coming off the bench. I'll give Duke about six and a half players, right, because Trevor Keels is going to come in and get his minutes for Duke. And then you'll have a couple of minutes of Theo John off the bench to give Mark Williams a breather. Bates Jones played in the Sweet 16 against Texas Tech, and that was absolutely tragic. So, <laughs> shout, out to, uh, shout out to Bates Jones, but I don't think uh, I don't think he's going to be on the floor. That was hard to watch. Can't even hold you. <laughs> so, with that being said, and yeah. knowing the effort that goes into it, I think they're going to be like little tired, and they're going to be obviously mm-hmm. feeling the pressure and the magnitude. And the more I'm talking about it, now I'm worried about sort of the cramps that Duke experienced in the Kentucky and Gonzaga game. I don't want that to be a problem at all going into uh, Saturday's competition. But when you do get tired, the defense starts to fall off a little bit. But shot makers are shot makers, and I know that both of these teams have shot makers. So I tend to believe we're going more towards, wow, these offenses are really good when we look at the matchup. What about you? Yeah, listen, I think that uh, Paolo right now is walking around campus with an IV of Pedialyte. Like, I just, <laughs> <laughs> I think that all everyone's Until just tip off. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> He's got the cranberry juice. He got whatever he needs to stay focused and dialed in. But I can't decide either, JJ. Like, very honestly, I feel like it's going to be either an Austin Rivers or Marcus Page type final shot or close to final shot. One of those scenarios where it's just going to come down to the absolute wire who has the ball last. I think that we might get see that. Or it's going to be one of those things where somebody just puts it no, not without question, without a doubt, it's going to be that team. And it could, I mean, it can go either way. Like, Duke can put it away for certain. And I think the more they get hype and energy, I think Carolina starts to panic or the opposite. I think Carolina might pull it away, but I see Duke coming. I don't see the same Duke 
letting it go and getting kind of out of sorts the way they did at Cameron. So I think it's going to be a close game or either Duke just blows it out the wad and they get that revenge game they've been so desperately seeking. And, you know, Paolo said, like, I'm not going to choose, but here you are. You finally got the one that you want. This is the lick back. This is the lick back of all lick backs. So if you're going to win it, you might as well do it on the biggest stage. I know you can't have an empty seat in that, you know, Smoothie King Center in New Orleans, but it's going to be musty TV for sure. They're going to be ready as soon as the yeah. game went final between uh, Duke and, uh, but or excuse me, between North Carolina and St. Peter's. Trevor Keels instantly tweeted out the Blue Devil emoji, like like he's ready to go. Uh, pause also that the Apple iPhone iOS emoji game. It's a purple emoji, <laughs> and I don't know why we haven't been able to update it. I mean, Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple, is Max. a Duke rat. Like. We've got to fix that. <laughs> it, I, I'm guilty of it myself because you got no other options. It's either the blue right. circle that's kind of right. boring or the right. circle devil emoji that's not yeah. the devil's, but whatever. Anyway, they were ready. They were ready for North Carolina. They just weren't going to publicly express that because they got got last yeah. time around. But yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about the game coming up, and I'm thinking about all the visits that uh, we've had here on Locked on ACC together, Candace. Mm-hmm. And – what I'm thinking about right now is that next week we will be recapping a national championship game on Tuesday, and we're guaranteed that it's going to be an ACC team playing in the final. Now yeah. the big question is, is it Duke or is it North Carolina? So yeah. that's that's fun for the conference that you're getting a team to play for it all, and and uh, we'll certainly see how it goes. I wish Miami could have been there, but uh, right. I think they're still in the locker room in Chicago. They haven't come out <laughs> for the second half yet. <laughs> No doubt about that. And no, you know, it is right. It's good for the conference. I think with everyone who harped on how bad this conference was and how down of a year it has been, I think for now on moving forward, let's maybe never talk about ACC being down. Like unless they absolutely nobody can win a game, maybe let's rank some more more teams beyond Duke. Like they just to me, I don't know what people were seeing in terms of the college basketball game, but I think everyone was guilty of having off days and off weeks. And, you know, we saw six teams go down in the top six spots, right? right. So it's just that's just the nature of the beast. And you can also give credit to teams for improving. Duke and Carolina, I don't care what anybody says, after that Carolina game or that win in Cameron, both teams kind of took a leap. Like they've both grown and matured in ways, whether it was Duke deciding that they were never going to be in that kind of situation again, or Carolina saying, hey, we're finally playing the best basketball that we wanted to play all along. And so we, we sit here saying, Hubert Davis, first season, Final Four. Coach K, last season, Final Four. You can't write it up better than this. This is a Disney Plus movie waiting to happen. But all in all, final thoughts here on Coach K, whether win or lose, what it'll mean for you just to see that one more time. Yeah, I'm so ready for it. I want to know what the end result is, obviously, like the rest of us. I want to see how well Duke plays. Uh, But when we look at this Final Four matchup in particular, I also have to stop myself because this can't be the game, right? Because even if Duke gets UNC back for one final time, there's still a national championship game to be played two nights later on Monday night. And so Duke's played their best basketball. I think if you asked any neutral observer out there, they would tell you Duke has been the most impressive team in the NCAA tournament thus far. But that doesn't get you a trophy at the end of the day. That got you a spot in the Final Four. And this Duke team wants more than that. They want to go out on top. Uh, Duke does want to beat North Carolina for pretty obvious reasons. Uh, It's the best rivalry in the sport, in in college sports for sure. Um, And uh, I'm just so thrilled that Coach K gets one last crack at it. And the fact that this will be 
Mike Krzyzewski's 100th meeting against North Carolina, and he is 50 and 49 <laughs> in the series, is unbelievable. So the man right. is either going to finish an even 500 against the Hills, or he's going to go out two games above 500 with the win on Saturday. So, uh, yeah. Don't, don't question this rivalry. It's amazing. And now we get to see it in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I am super pumped about it. You got me excited. Before, I was kind of like, blah, let's just get it done. But now I'm excited to see let's a play. good game. Yeah, let's do it. You know, two teams who have definitely earned it. They're right in their spot in here. And hopefully, you know, talking to all you NCAA tournament official, officials, just make it a good game. Let's not make, you know, calls that we have to hang our hats on. Like, I just want a well-officiated game. I can live with that. Like, yeah. if you lose the game because you just lost straight up, fine don't let it come down to the wrestling just just make it an easy game okay let's make it all good we can all walk away with the smiles knowing like hey one team just got the best of you that day we'll all live and breathe i'm sure the sun will shine and we'll all get our paychecks not from duke or unc so again just relax keep it cute like all of that good stuff jj it's always a pleasure to have you my friend can you please remind folks where they can find you follow your work thank you so much kate let always enjoy visits on twitter at underscore jj underscore jackson underscore the show is on twitter at lo underscore blue devils and you got to check us out locked on blue devils every day this week get you set for the final four make sure you also check out locked on tar heels because my guy isaac shade is killing the game uh, with how awesome he is And, and so make sure you listen to all our shows and Keep listening to Locked on ACC. I certainly will be. I got to hear what the rest of the guys are saying about this matchup coming up on Saturday. (laughs) No doubt about it. And, of course, with the women's games, we know NC State lost last night to UConn. But Louisville made it to the Final Four. So check out Dalton Pence and Locked on Louisville podcast. So all of our ACC friends, we are still rocking and rolling here. But, guys, we want you to come back the rest of the week. We're excited for Saturday. So it should be a good one for Candace Cooper and J.J. Jackson. Until next time.